Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes each day, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word. And that short period of time, well, we can fit that into almost any day during our busy schedule. Maybe driving on the way to work in the morning or back home or taking a coffee break or maybe a lunch break. We can fit that in. But it's important for us to get into God's Word as much as we possibly can, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So being in His Word in a study every day helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith. We encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological beings, because you know people in your life who need to grow in their faith. They need to come to God. They need to think about their soul's salvation. So share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them. But also, it will be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of study and thought, talking about the most important final exam that a person can take, and also recognizing that every single one of us will take this exam. And we're talking about the final day of judgment. We professionally and also as students in grammar school and high school and college and and then through graduate work, we take all kinds of exams. Many of us, when it comes to our professional lives, our careers, we take exams and sometimes on an ongoing basis in relation to those careers, to those jobs that we have. Well, we understand that principle of taking exams. But now, the most important exam is going to be that on the final day of judgment when our Lord will call each of us to give account for the things that we have done in this body whether good or bad. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, that final day of judgment. And so we've been talking about that. And so we, we have been talking about that is a reality. And remember what the Apostle Paul said there, we all, so every single one of us will take that exam. There'll be no bypassing it. There'll be no declining. There'll be no getting around it. There'll be no denying it. Every single one of us will take that final exam. And some people might be rather arrogant and and give some kind of flippant response to that reality. Uh, You're not going to be flippant on that day. You're going to be one of, you're going to be someone wanting to pass that exam because the only alternative to heaven is hell. And nobody's going to want to be in hell, no matter how arrogant, flippant, careless their speech might be in this world saying, well, if that's where most people are, that's where I want to be. If that's where my friends are going to be, that's where I want to be. If that's what my life is going to lead me to, so what? No, you're not going to have that attitude in the final day of judgment. You're going to want to pass that exam. We're going to be held account for how we live our lives. We've been talking about that. Now, when we take exams, typically we answer questions. Are we demonstrate expertise? What are going to be some of the questions? We, asked, we talked about the first question. What about your works? That completely turns a whole lot of people into denial because they say works have nothing to do with salvation. 
But we have read text after text after text that says we are going to give account for our works. We're going to be held accountable for our deeds. Oh, yes. People will quote Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, and said, By grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. The next verse, which is part of the immediate context, says, But we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared for us beforehand and expects us to live in them. He expects us to do those good works. James chapter 2, beginning with verse 17 and going through the end of the chapter, over and over and over again emphasizes that works, good works in serving God through Christ are part of real saving faith. And over and over again, James says faith without works is dead faith. Dead faith. He talks about how faith is made perfect through works. We need to pay attention to that text and quit being hoodwinked by the devil into thinking all we have to do is believe, nothing else. No, we have to serve. We have to be dedicated. We have to be committed. We have to be obedient. We're to be working Christians. Well, how much work did I do? That would be a related question to this first one. What about your works? How much work did I do? What did I do as good works? In John chapter 15, beginning with verse 1, Jesus talked about this in these terms. He said, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Now that's active. He takes away and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken you. Abide in me and I in you. A branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. There's that active. We're talking about good works here, at least in part, because that's part of real Christianity, part of real, true, saving faith and active faith. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. So we are going to be required, we are being required to bear good fruit in our service and dedication to God through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 26, the Apostle Paul wrote this, But the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Again, we're talking about active development in our faith. We look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 again. 
You have been, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But the next verse talks about how works, how works confirm our salvation, confirm our faith. And that's what James is talking about in James chapter 2, verses 17 and following. And so in verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 2, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, we could look at other texts of Scripture along this same line, such as Titus chapter 2 and verse 8. Sound speech that cannot be condemned. I'm sorry, verse 14. Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. And in chapter 3 and verse 8, this is a faithful saying, and these things I want to affirm constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These are good and profitable to men. And then in verse 14, and let our people also learn to maintain good works. Now, we could go on and on along this line, and we need to understand that on the final day of judgment, that's going to be one of the questions. What about your works? How much work did you do? What good works did you pursue? What was the quality of my work? in serving God, in living for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and we look at verse 13, we read this, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Now, why all these mentions of work and all these emphasis that God expects us to be active in good works and that we will be judged by our works, by our deeds? Why? All of this repetitive reference to good works as faithful, dedicated Christians if works have nothing to do with it. Well, that's going to be a big question on our final exam on the final day of judgment. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 5, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will not bring, who will, who, I'm sorry, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one, each one's praise will come to God, or come from God. He will examine us according to what we've done in this body this physical body, in this physical existence, whether good or bad, but according to what we have done, active, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, God will hold us accountable. That will be a big question on that final exam, on the final day of judgment. Are you ready for that? Are you prepared for that? Because that final exam is coming for every one of us, every single one of us. Now, 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5, 
examine yourselves. Well, this would be a self-test <laughs> before that final exam. As to whether you are in the faith, test yourselves. Do you know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? Well, one of the big questions upon which we can be qualified or disqualified on that day of final exam, the final day of judgment, is have we been the working Christians that we were supposed to be and that we are supposed to be? Huh. We'll look at the second question on that exam next time. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for giving us such clear and direct guidance as to how to live a faithful life before you. And help us to understand that it is not just to be an intellectually agreeing faith, but it is to be a faithfulness that is demonstrated through our active obedience and good works in serving you through Jesus Christ. Help us, Father, to realize this and to live that kind of Christian life before you, we pray. Thank you for blessing us to be able to understand and to be able to look forward to an eternal home with you in heaven through Jesus Christ. Guide us to live that life, we pray, please. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.